this is a this is a highly professional podcast that we've got here today. Um, you know, our first show, of course, was recorded face to face. Do we want to make this the first episode, or is this the second episode? The second episode. That now we've decided. Or the first one's a pre Oh, yes, it's cooking Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bobsleds and Banthas. I'm your host, Scott. And with me are, are you Aaron Anvil? No, no, no. I'm it. Aaron Absolute Humidity. We would love it if you hit us up on uh, on any of our platforms and just send us a question. Like, give us something to talk about. Let's podcast. Let's do it. Let's 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 let's, let's podcast. Let's do it. Walt Disney's Magic Kingdom Disneyland is growing every Ladies day. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Disneyland, the happiest place on earth. It's time to throw down, y'all. Welcome to Bob Says and Banthas, a podcast about Disneyland, Star Wars, finding magic and the power of nostalgia. Hey, everybody. On this episode, we're talking about how we've been away for four weeks. Where have we been and why? We talk about it, but not before we have a long overdue conversation about the Waterworld stunt show at Universal Studios Hollywood. Also, while we've been away, the Disney company's pretty much melted down. We sidestep all of that by talking about the state of the company and the awkwardness it creates for a podcast of frivolity such as ours. Finally, in our main segment, we keep it real off the cuff while Aaron asks us some questions about creativity, Disneyland, and how it's been an inspiration for us throughout the podcast. My name is Scott Storm, and with me, my brother on the mic, in what seems to be a very echoey chamber. Yeah, an echo chamber. Aaron Robbins. Hey, welcome to episode 95 again, live, <laughs> live delayed from the fishbowl. Bring it to you live from a warehouse. <laughs> yeah, with metal ceilings, metal floors. <laughs> Uh, yeah, all the one, reverb you could want and more. Lots of people during that intro walked up and looked in the window like, are they animals? Should we feed them? What's happening in there? We're in our natural habitat. I would love food. You brought me cookies, but I'll always right. take more. Welcome so, to episode five, 95. Episode 95, yes. a long one incoming. Yes, it's uh, four weeks in the making, you might say. Oh my gosh. Uh, we ha- I cannot, first of all, Aaron, I cannot begin to tell you the number of listeners that we had reach out on all of our channels to yeah. say, where um, are you guys? What happened? Actually, one listener actually just said, is the podcast over? <laughs> oh, and I every single time. I know, maybe. I don't know. Every single time I read one of those messages, I was hurt? like, don't worry. It's We got something coming. Don't worry. Yeah. But it hurt every single time. I'm sure it, it did. was it such feel, a long time away. It feel like your teacher asking. Did it feel more like friends checking in on your on your well-being or like a teacher saying, like, are you going to turn in the assignment? Uh, I More like the former. I okay, mean, it really yeah. felt like people being concerned. Like, That's is good. everything okay with you guys? In fact, somebody, I can't remember which one of our listeners it was, said, like, are you having a... Bob Iger, Bob Chapek, like split up right now? Yeah. Or are you guys, are they, are, are you guys still talking to each is other? Is there tension between you guys? I said, yeah. no, everything's no, not great. not at all, yeah. Everything's great, but we have been away. We've been away for several weeks. We are recording in a new studio right now. Yes. This is a studio in progress. This is the first, uh, first, what? 
episode for yeah, recording. I think we might have recorded in here for something. I don't oh, know if it yeah, was bobsleds, but we, we but not were, like this, not like this. No, I mean it's been redone. Uh, when you came to work at the at the place we currently work, we had uh, I think zero podcast studios, That's right. maybe one, maybe one. Yeah, uh, but now we have three in yes. varying levels, and a mobile one as well, and a mobile one. Yeah, <laughs> a couple of mobile ones. So yeah. really, it's a one to one ratio of podcasts to podcast. That's what we really uh, for everybody who comes here. Yeah, we give them a podcast That's right. studio. <laughs> you get you get you get a podcast studio it just it comes with the keys and i, I don't all the mics but i'm not interested in recording yeah. the podcast it's okay you get to do it anyways right so what are we doing on the show we we're gonna not do the news how come we're not gonna do any news on this particular episode well we recorded episode 95 a few weeks ago we sure did we covered at that time the state of the walt disney company yes involved in the very controversial florida education yeah. parents education bill right they as a company they're like we can do a lot of things we have a streaming service we have mm-hmm. theme parks we have cruises we have all sorts of things but we pretty much we own only- a sports network <laughs> we have a sports network but we pretty much only like to talk about this for the rest of the existence this of our company all we're going to do now we are a uh, we're a super pack yeah uh and the, all we're going to do is talk about politics and quite frankly politics that could not be m- more divisive yeah it could there could not be a a bigger issue to discuss into or a bigger issue of polarization i should yeah, say yeah for sure regardless of where you fall on it, yeah. it, it the news cycle uh, is because of the controversial nature of this, because of the polarizing nature of it the news cycle is just like i mean it became all we were reading about yeah. and yeah and you and i have been talking about the challenges of covering the walt disney company for a while just because it seems like there were there was the ratio of bad news about Disney to good news about Disney was really lopsided in the bad news. Yeah, or, or I would say even, yes, that's true, but then even abstracted to, to news that is about magic and entertainment right. and, and childlike fun and that stuff and news that's serious and cultural and political and heavy. However you feel about them, it was way outweighed where like I was just getting, way outweighed. Yeah, where I was getting to the point of like, is there any way we can just not do news? Like I want, I would like this yeah. to be a, uh, this podcast was used to be a, you know, a, a venue for us to come down and talk and have fun and reminisce. And it just became hard to stay relevant and not address some of those issues. Well, and it's also really difficult. Like if, if you make the intention, if you are a Disney podcast and you make the intention of, we don't want to address these issues because what we are here to do is have a fun show, right. have a family friendly show. And like this stuff is just too weighty for the tone of our show. Then like there is this gigantic dumpster fire that's happening in the corner. And you're you're like, like, I'm not going to talk about it. Hey, new churro flavor. Oh, and like that's the thing you lead with. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. It's hard to navigate that. And I know you and I had lots of parking lot conversations and on the phone conversations where we're like, man, I can't wait to talk about Disney tonight. I just hope we don't have to talk about Disney tonight. Totally. Like, how do you? There's like conflict there of wanting to talk so badly about Disney and not wanting to talk about Disney at all. Right. And we even. Again, when we when we tried to record, we even tried to have a nuanced conversation yeah. about this issue. I think we tried our best to stay, you know, I wouldn't say in the middle of the road. Yeah. I think people who've listened to us long enough can probably, probably surmise where we stand on these out. issues. Yeah. yeah, but we were trying to be compassionate to both sides of the of the issue. But uh, you listened back to it, and you said it just didn't sound like bobsleds. Yeah, it, was, it, it felt heavy, and it didn't. It didn't. It didn't have the. It felt like we were. It felt like we were saying like we were exercising, and we're like, "There's a big hill coming," and then, yeah. then we always were just talking about the big hill, and we got there, and we're like, "Yeah, it's bigger than we thought it was." Yeah, right. And it's like it's probably good. It's probably important work, but I think for all the other things we're going to talk about in this episode about where we're at, it felt it didn't feel like bobsleds. It felt super heavy and just kind of like it almost felt like we were reading our last statement. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, 
the timing of that was inopportune because then I was away all last week. Yeah. Uh, I was chaperoning a sixth grade science camp. That's right. Up in Seba- north of Sebastopol. Yeah, they let you do any teaching on that or is it mostly just keeping the kids out of the creek? No, there was good teaching. There was like yeah. good, good, uh, you know, n- nature stuff about the coastal waters and yeah. tides and we went tide pooling and then we went Did you lick a banana slug? I picked up a banana slug. Uh, but Did I lick one? Yeah, that's how you get in the banana slug club is but, you lick a banana slug. What is with, you know, I picked up this banana slug and I showed a bunch of the sixth graders and they were freaking out. Oh, and they really? Go, they go, don't lick it. Are you going to lick it? Yeah, you have to lick it. And I said, why would, first of all, why is that the first thing that goes to your uh, head? Because it's the banana slug club. <laughs> I mean, like, have you licked a banana slug? Absolutely, before? I you have. have? Yeah. And then your tongue goes numb, right? Mm, that what I don't remember. It was in sixth grade when I went to not the same camp you did. I went to the Ryan oh, Sledwoods, right? but it was on science camp for the school district that well, I was they in. They pick up a banana slug and everybody you takes went, a you hit? Went, yeah, they tell you about it before you went. Yeah, before you went out, like we're going to encounter a banana slug. We're going to hold it up. You can either choose choose to lick it or not lick it. I mean, this what, is what is, <laughs> what, is what kind of weird 1986? You know, I was going to say. What kind of bizarre California outdoor education is this? You can I'm lick not sure. the I mean, it's slug? very in keeping with the San Francisco, Northern California area. I mean, it's like, we're, we'll try whatever. What it's, other animal that when you it pick okay it up, and, yeah, what other animal is it like socially acceptable? Like lick this thing when you that's, see it for the first that's, time. That's a really good question. I think we'll do an episode on the most lickable animals. It's insane. <laughs> yeah, I, but I, yeah, I'm in that club. You're not in that club. It's cool. We can no. still be brothers. I did pick it up, though, and the thing wrapped around my finger. Oh, my gosh. How much fun. Uh, and that thing is, I got to tell you, this: the slime on a banana slug yeah. is very difficult it's to get It's real. Off. Yeah, it's real. The slime is real. Yeah, the slime is real, and so is the struggle, my friend. So that's where that's where you were at up at science camp, and yeah, right. I was here uh, doing And it, I was things. texting with really spotty Wi-Fi, so it's like yeah. every single time I got a decent signal, critical pieces of information being exchanged between yeah. the two of us would then like long lapses of no opportunity to respond. Yeah, and I also I also felt every time you text me, I felt like you were sneaking out of a cabin. Like I had this whole picture in my head created what was happening, and I was like, oh, you're his, not wrong. His, his little kids must have fallen asleep, and then he like tried to get out the door without letting it creak, and now he's in the middle of the woods somewhere being like, hey. It, it did sort of feel that way. That's fine. I, I did feel like I was escaping to try to connect with, with you and with Megan, both of you. I was introduced to Gaga Ball. I don't know Gaga Ball. Uh, it's like a, it's like... Basketball, but in a meat suit. No, it's... <laughs> yes, yes, that's what it is. Fun. You uh, you get into a giant sausage casing and play basketball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's uh, it's like a, a dodgeball, dodgeball in an octagon, basically, okay. that you have to keep the ball on the ground. So you slap the ball... To oh. try to get each other out, but it's like sort of close quarter combat is Fun. what it is. So science camp was great, Yay. but it's another reason why we couldn't record. So you know we're back week four now, and right. lots has happened. Yes, we will talk about those things. Yep, but we're going to pick up from where we recorded last time, where yes. you were talking about your trip to Universal Studios. Yes, Universal which, Studios post pandemic, which got us into a conversation about what that was like. And then we get into an experience that you had in Waterworld, which I believe is Surpri- called the Waterworld Epic Stunt, uh, Epic Stunt Spectacular. I believe we covered. I believe we covered on the show that what the name of that. In retrospect, I don't think that's what it's called. Oh, really? Oh, I think fun. it's called like some sort of like Epic Sea Experience or something oh, like that. That's not good. I don't know. Wikipedia. It. Yeah. Anything else you want to talk about? You want to talk about your your trip down to L.A.? Yeah, you want to do that now? Yeah, let's do it. Let's we. Uh, we went down for uh, Penelope's twelfth birthday. Uh, happy birthday! She turned Penn. twelve, and we and we have uh, annual passes. Does she mind if I call her Pen? Um, no. Her nicknames are Nelly, right? Yep, Nelly. She and, and Pen and Pen and Penelope. But she does not prefer 
Penny? Nobody has ever called See, her Penny. I really like calling yeah, her Penny. Yeah, it's cute. It's cute. It's Inspector Gadgety, but nobody's ever called her Penny. You think that's a problem? You think she has a problem if I call her Penny? No, I don't think she would mind. She just isn't wouldn't be used to it. She mm. probably wouldn't know who you're talking about. Do you think it'd be like do you think it'd be a, like oh, that's what Mr. Storm calls me. That's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that'd yeah, be okay? Very much so. Um so we went uh, down there for her 12th birthday and uh this was I think our first time down where covid had was completely relaxed yes. where it was just yeah. like it was like pre-covid conditions even in uh, Los Angeles County so that's the thing in downtown Los Angeles, which I didn't know that that was a formal designated space. Yeah. Downtown Los Angeles. Apparently it is. But that is still masks in restaurants and vax cards and all that kind of thing. Uh, and we were down there on a Friday night, L.A., four blocks from the Staples Center, mm. dead. There was n- really? nobody. And we weren't there like late at night. We were there like like this is like, you know, one of the biggest cities in the world. Yeah. One of those popular cities in the world. Yeah. And we were downtown on a Friday night and there was plenty of parking and nobody around. Wow. Uh, and they've done a lot. I mean, I, you know, L.A. has done a lot to rejuvenate the city center. Yeah. In order to be a place for people to go to. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And I think it was one of that was one of the ill timed and un, unthought about problems with COVID is that when you let everybody work from home and you require everything to go out, right. these little businesses that surra- that surrounded work environments really struggle. Yeah. Uh, and downtown L.A. is still going with that. But NoHo, WeHo. Uh, North Glen- Hollywood, North West Hollywood, Hollywood, West Hollywood, Glendale, Burbank, uh, all those places were kind of like Novax. You just come in, it was like pre-COVID, and then they were booming. There was people wow. out everywhere. That's great. That's good we to went, hear. Yeah, we went to Dave's Hot Chicken, ate inside. We went to another restaurant, ate inside, and it was it was very busy. Like it was alive and, wow. and universal. Uh, you were having to go through a COVID, you know, uh, flu banner, go through a flu banner, get checked and stuff like that. And this was just stand in, go through the go through the metal detector. Get right in, no masks or whatever. Went in, saw Waterworld, and that was fun. And I got World. so. I'm sorry. What did you see? I saw Waterworld stunt show spectacular. Nope. I saw the Waterworld, the death on the atoll. Nope. I saw Waterhole. These- nope. Uh, Waterhole is not it. Waterhole is not called Waterhold, a tribute to Kevin Costner. <laughs> No, it's it was, absolutely not called it that. It was so weird because when we saw Waterworld, which is called, what is it? Waterworld, an epic stunt spectacular. Oh, Water, when we saw an epic stunt spectacular. Please say the entire thing. We Please saw, give it its credit. When it we is saw, the longest running stunt show there is and the greatest running stunt show of all time. Universal Hollywood's Waterworld epic stunt. An epic stunt an spectacular. epic stunt spectacular. Thank you. Uh, Kevin Costner was our guy. Oh. Which is so weird. But the weird thing is he played the deacon. <laughs> right, yeah, they were like, he's like, can I play the Mariner? And they're like, that's no, already cast. That's already, no, guy, we, we got a guy have, doing We that. already have a schedule. We got uh, He's like, Tommy. but I am the Mariner. They're like, I know, but like, it's all about unions and you can't. You could can be Deacon. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. I cannot believe how long that show has been running. Yeah. It's awesome. We said- I'm sorry. Go ahead. We, uh, my kids are very, very particular about not sitting in the green seats. The green seats, they, they say are where you get wet. So we sat three, four rows back from the green seats center stage. Cause I like that plane when it comes over. I like it to yeah. land right in my face. Yeah. Yeah. So we sat there and just the way things worked out, the green seats in front of me, just the staggering of people sitting there was a, I had a, a, a clear shot, oh, a man, clear that's, view. That's great. Yeah. It was like Moses and the red sea of people it just parted just for me. Also at universal at one point, Moses. Yes, and the red I sea. know. Yeah. We're Joshua. <laughs> Is That's that right? right. Yeah. yeah. Or right before you got to Jaws. Right before you got to yep. Jaws. Yeah. So there was just a perfect parting of people where I could see right where that plane was. And the Mariner, not Kevin Costner. The he Mariner. Was the deacon, but right. the Mariner. He came around on his. <laughs> <He> was <deacon. laughs> what was Kevin Costner doing during this? Uh, during what? This uh, performance? This, this setup. This setup? Yeah. Was he well, just. 
he was golfing. Okay, uh, all right. Okay, yeah. It was so weird. And he was golfing. He was wearing a shirt that said Tin Cup. Yeah, that is weird. <laughs> was, and was, wearing a Bull Durham hat. And he was wearing a Bull Durham hat. Yeah. Like, everything was coming together yeah. uh, for him. And he kept saying, I stands with a club. And I was like, I'm sure you do, but I don't know what you're talking about. And then oh, he was, was that a, a, a Dancing Wolf like, reference? He was like, Tatonka. Yeah, okay, right. Yeah. And I was like, stands with club. Dance with, stands with a club. Yeah. Uh, so the Mariner comes around with his jet ski, spins around, and his tail, the little jet that shoots water out, just happened to come out of the water and came right down that corridor and blasted me in the chest yes! with water. I was not in a green seat and I got direct jet ski yes! right in the you middle. You had the greatest experience of all. <laughs> I guess so. I was not happy. You weren't? No, I didn't want to get wet at all. You're it, like, I love you, Mariner. No, I was like, uh, these seats are not green. Uh, <laughs> there was, listen, I specifically sat here because I did not want to. Get that's wet. why I'm here. Yes. And but it was fun. Penelope got a little something in her eye. I wanted to turn that into a free night stay in a hotel. She didn't want to. She was she had was, higher integrity than you did. Yes, she had much higher integrity. Yes. Rode the tram tours back to hour long waits. It was at fifteen wow. during COVID. It was like at fifteen for a while midday, and now it's back at an hour, hour plus 70, 80 minute waits for that thing. So it's a full theme park. Full theme it is park now, experience. yeah, now in full effect. Uh, we saw uh, George Lopez was right next to me on the studio tour. I couldn't recognize Like literally him. sitting next to you? Uh, yeah, he was riding the studio tour, and he just, he's just like, it used to be better. And I was like, I feel that way I about it was everything. It, you know, when the tram tours could actually spiel, when they, yeah. the, when they didn't have Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon doing, doing it, it for him. Yeah. Uh, no, he was uh, right at the, right at the, end of one of the sets there was he filming something there yeah he was he was in full he was in his full gear and it's just funny because i don't really i wouldn't really have picked him out yeah like people on a tram like as soon as they see a celebrity i mean they're so like attuned to it that they were just right away on top of it that's great Um, yeah it was cool and uh other highlights uh super mario land's coming along uh, that's gonna be super exciting i'm pretty excited about it and uh where are they building that where is that going up so it's at the bottom of the escalators uh and then you'll go past jurassic land past transformer land and then almost to the transformers ride make a hard left right there and there'll be a whole new land right there it looks small but if you're facing transform the transformers the ride well are they are they stunt ride is there land to build there or are they taking down existing attractions so that would be where a studio oh, where like was, a, right, where a soundstage is. was. Yeah, so okay. it, it's it's backlot territory. So yeah. there was either a soundstage there. I don't know if they took one out, but it's, you know, it's kind of next to the fire station-ish. Right, okay. That's okay. where it is. And it's coming along. You can see stuff. You can kind of see Bowser's castle sort of there. It's, it's neat. Um, and then we didn't, Kennedy wasn't feeling well, so we didn't want to wait for, we didn't want to wait for the mummy and be with people. So we, we retreated to the top deck of the Jurassic Park, uh, restaurant that's there. Oh, fun. And they were doing a, yeah, we had such a good time. Her and I just sitting, chatting, talking about life. Uh, but there was a training class taking a test and this is just a my training do- class for universal for Jurassic Park. Uh, and Kennedy's just mine. just like, we got it. We have to get that test. Yeah. Like, what can we do to like, I'm like what have you passed it? And then the next thing you're doing, you're ride hopping. <laughs> exactly. Jurassic Park. Yeah. What did you guys do? We rode money, a uh, uh, mummy. And then my husband and his kid, they, they became cast members. <laughs> they got their name tags. Yeah. Yeah. So we really were trying to figure out how do we see what's on that test? And, and it was, she was just, it was just funny. There was one guy taking it. Some of them were just cruising through it. There was one kid that literally had the, like, he was like this the whole time. Like, just freaking out. Oh, I was like, what's going on? Like both hands in the hair, super, super stressed out. And we were just like, how hard could this test be? I remember when I took my test for a great movie ride. Really? Yeah. What is that like? Do you remember like, what is it? Ev- evacuation and it's like where all the e-stop 
uh, places are. Okay. Uh, with Great Movie Ride, there are also places where you shift into different gears because oh, you speed up the tram or slow down the tram. Yeah. So you manually manually were doing that, and when you and because of Great Movie Ride, at one point you park the tram in the middle of the ride and oh, then wow. you take off again. So sort of like where you shift up, where you shift down, where you can evac everybody if you needed to. Just all of the like entry and exit points within the ride, so you can get all around the ride without actually being on stage at Interesting. all. Interesting, uh, just fascinating stuff. So, yeah, 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 and yeah, it was fun. It was fun. So that was kind of our trip to Universal and kind of our trip to LA. We got we got some hot chicken, of course. So that was fun. That's right. Uh, before we get off the Waterworld and Epic Stunt Spectacular, oh, is there more on that topic? Is it just now called now? Now you have me second guessing whether it's just called Waterworld Epic Stunt Spectacular. No, I believe it's N Epic Stunt Spectacular. Right. That is important. Do you remember the stunt shows that were there before? I do have a vague memory of like an Indiana-ish stunt show that was on that location there. Either I saw it at a different theme park, but I remember some kind of wall and some, it was some kind of inventory kind of show. Well, there was a Conan show that was there. I kind of remember that a little bit. Sword and sorcery type of Conan show. I remember the backdrop show, which was not outdoors. It was indoors and kind of a walkthrough that's over where I think the, the, how they do movie effects is right. Yeah. Um, but that's, I have very vague memories of that stuff. I want to say, I definitely remember an a team stunt show. Oh really? Yeah. I definitely remember the a team. Lots of vehicles in it. Yep. Like the a team van and explosions and things like that. But then I also want to say that between a team, they put Miami vice in there. Oh really? I think so. I think that's why I think there's, that's why there's like so much water that was available for Waterworld is yeah. because I think there was already like they already had a tank system yeah. for Miami Vice, but maybe I'm misremembering that now. Yeah, I I, I just have vague memories of I saw uh, some kind of Indiana thing. I do remember the Conan thing a little bit, but I mean Waterworld is all of my recent memories. Conan oh, when there was, was great. a Conan was so good. There was a Flintstones show or something at Universal for a little while. I don't remember not, that. Not for a long period of time, and I don't remember where it was, but there was some kind of Flintstones stage thing that was there. Oh, I, I do remember. I got called up show. for it. I was there with my, my youth group, and I got called out for it. And to uh, do what? I don't remember. Be made fun of? Yeah, great. Yeah. I got called up to be uh, Doc Brown in really, uh, yeah, in the like the how to make the movies type of thing. Awesome. You know, they did that thing. Yeah, uh-huh. where yeah. trying to get the plug together, and then the yeah. lightning strikes, and they spin you around turn yeah. you into a skeleton something like that i don't remember but you Anyways, got called up for that right yeah on. yeah i was called up for that nice what do you what's the, what's your favorite part of the i mean what what do you think works about an epic stunt spectac- spectacular what do you love about it i love high falls uh-huh i love somebody being lit on fire i love yeah. high falls uh-huh and those those things work really really well for me the jumping around and things the 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 actual Stunt fighting, I'm okay with. Yeah. But just light someone on fire. That's really, I that's guess, what the you're, thing That's what you're there for is the fire lighting. The plane, the, now Waterworld specifically, like the plane coming over every time is awesome. Yeah, it is. It's awesome every single time. Yeah. And a lot I of flame, a lot of heat. Lots of flame, lots of heat. Also with Waterworld specifically, I love the diving under the water with the jet skis and popping up. Right. And I always, the thing for me, I don't know if you, if you think about this, whenever they do the high dives, I'm always in my mind thinking like, well, how deep does that water go? Yeah, absolutely. And That's I what don't I'm believe that that water is deep everywhere. So, right. like, how much, how much grace is there where somebody can fall and not basically fall into shallow water? Because it's yeah. not. It, I can't. It can't all be twelve feet deep or twenty yeah. feet deep. Whatever it is, there's. It, I mean, because they're again, they're riding jet skis and things like that. So maybe it's eight feet in some areas. Maybe it's less than that. It's certainly deeper. Yeah, I wonder off those. I wonder. I mean, the the height there's. 
I think only one location where a water high fall happens which is on the right is uh, audience right or right. the right hand stage by the thing. The other ones happen into a, a, a closed vat. So That's you, right. You can't see what's actually going on in there. I imagine there's foam or something. I don't. I doubt. Oh yeah, like when they fall backstage. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, it's it's front, but they're falling into like a chemical vat or something right. like right, that. Right. So you can't actually see the fall. The ones where you see them hit the water, I have, dude. I would hope that it's. 12 to 16 feet in a little at least I, tuber. I, so. I would love to see like a walkthrough of that, that on dry line to see what's happening because that's what Kennedy and I was thinking. Dry line is not a myth either. Yeah, it's I and mean, we have the dirt and everything. She's got it. She knows. She knows. Like this is my thing is it's like I mean if they found dry land there's probably enough of it for all of you. I say teamwork is Everybody really, go. Everybody go. Let's, Let's stop fighting go. here and go. I love the uh, I love the deacon is funny. Like I love that yes. I love his personality is yep. is really good and I think they do one of the best warm-ups uh the way they warm up the crowd. Um, Remind me how they do that. I can't remember. So there's three guys. There's like the main guy in the in the front center section and stage left has their own like uh, atoll worker oh, guy. Oh yeah, that's right. And they that's do right. like clap offs and they just have a great rapport with the audience of getting people wet and shooting people. Uh and so kids will go down there and ask to be to be dunked right. and stuff like That's that. Right. And they just have a really good rapport and they're yeah. really fun. And then those are the people that are actually in the stunt show. Yeah. So the people that do the like the high fall stunt and stuff like that, like they were like right next to you. And so it's fun. Yeah, the movie fun. pulls at the end that they're like, and from they, they at the end they all come out. They front introduce and, the cast. They introduce the cast right. and they'll say like, and from CIS or CSI, you know, Guadalajara, whatever. And they're Everybody's always like, such random. Okay. <laughs> random pull like i love it's more work than i've done by a lot by by far more work than i've done but the pulls sometimes are a little little odd still great it's great it still feels like ah these are real movie people making real movie from mr cooper's class and you're like huh was that a show (laughs) from hanging with mr cooper (laughs) hanging with mr cooper doug spenning So I don't know. I, I love, love that there's a stunt man yeah. from hanging with Mr. Cooper <laughs> yeah. that's doing Waterworld and Epic Sun. So <laughs> absolutely. I love it. That was our that was our our recent trip to L.A. I have to have my wife, Megan, on the show at some point. Yes, because she has a Waterworld story that I she has not we, shared with you. She we love the wa- we love the Waterworld. We love Waterworld stories. I feel like I should give her a call right now. Really? It would be just, great for this episode. See. Let's see if it's available. Hi. Hey, babe. How are you? Good. So we just got on this, I don't know, 10 minute discussion about Waterworld and Epic Stunt Spectacular Yeah, with the Robbins' most recent trip down to Universal. Because we love it. We love it. A couple of follow up questions. Okay. Is that still a thing? Oh, yeah. It's very much a thing. It runs. Like where you go in and there's that whole big set yeah the water and the bleachers and the drums pounding and they got jeremiah and they got apoc i think that's from the matrix that's from the matrix sorry oh my gosh yeah it's totally thing we see it we see what 1993 yeah it's it's right well i mean 93 94 i have told and teased on this show that you have a water world story and I said, well, since we've been talking about Waterworld for 15 minutes. Let me hear it. Maybe Megan would like to come on the show and talk about her experience with Waterworld and uh, Epic Stunt Spectacular. It's not a story in the sense that it doesn't have a beginning, middle, and end. Okay. Oh, okay. And then what is it then? An interesting footnote? It's Does it have a beginning, a middle, and jail? It's my life. It's it- a fact of my life that okay. has occurred. Okay. I think you're referring to, I went... To a concert at nighttime, Universal Studios Hollywood has an amph- like an amphitheater, or is it called an amphitheater? It's inside, right? 
Well, there was a theater there. Cause I, sure, I I'm sure there was. I, I want to say that I saw Sting there. Just doesn't make sense that Sting would be playing at yeah. Universal Studios. Certainly not on the tram well, tour. He wouldn't pay for parking. It was ridiculous. No. So, artists that I saw, irrelevant. But for some reason, I was situated such that I saw a concert at night at Universal Studios Hollywood. Point being, when the crowd exited the theater, we were in such a position that the Universal Studios attractions were closed, but we were on the grounds of Universal Studios for a concert. Yeah. So when we exited in the flow of the crowd, to my side, there was like a security barrier that was down. And just an opportunity to walk right out onto the set of Waterworld. I mean, I think I was like 25 or younger. Yeah, old enough to rent a car. Old enough to know better. Old enough to be at a concert without my parents. Old enough to be at a Sting concert without your parents. Sting. I don't think it was Sting. I'm racking my brain because I really, I feel like I really need to know who that was that I saw. At any rate, there was an opportunity to enter... Bottom line, there was an opportunity to enter the water world set at night alone. And why would you not do that? <laughs> For fear of death? Because it's dark and watery. Yeah, I can swim. I can swim. Things happen very fast when you're in a crowd, like exiting a theater. Yeah. Because you know how it's kind of like just a flow of traffic? Right. And then I am one of those people, Scott, you know this, like I will try to dart in and out of people to get around because right. I just don't like being in that flow of traffic. Yeah, it's called so, theme park walking. Theme park walking, yeah. You gotta okay, find the gap. Okay, sure. Yeah, I think I just think of it as East Coast walking. Well, so there was a flow there, and I just exited the flow of that into my own way, which took me to be at night alone on the Waterworld set, which was incredibly creepy. I would add that I was also there with a date who did not enter the set. <laughs> Wait, so in this story, you ditched your date to go onto the Waterworld set? I think I just figured I would meet up with him later, and that is his problem. And yeah, what a drag. Did, did, you, did you say, let's go, and he said, no, no I don't no, want I'm to? No, no, I'm a law-abiding citizen. <laughs> He's like, first, I don't like Sting. Second, I don't break rules. Third, so I'm, not, I'm not a fan of Waterworld. <laughs> I saw it. I don't like it. Why would I want to see it at night? So when, when you, you went on. Back, if you want to circle back to. I don't want to circle back on who you saw. Yeah, let's go back to who you saw. This date was kind of the Ben Stiller. Type okay, gotcha. From that movie. Okay, Ben so, Stiller's a good guy in Reality Bites. Yeah, not really. He doesn't get it a, at all. Not a super fun date. Yeah. Not a super fun date. All respect. To this Do you gentleman. feel like Megan sounds like Winona Ryder just a little bit? Like, Probably. Have you, have you ever thought that in your entire life? I've definitely thought that she looks a little bit like Winona okay. Ryder. Yeah, for sure. All right. Okay, she, back to the subject. Oh, sorry, sorry. So we anyway. He, that, that relationship, you know, it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. All respect to him. It was so, not me. Just so no, she, I, just got, so I got that. This date was not with me. I got that. No, because no, you would have gone on the Waterworld set with me. Uh, I don't I don't Scott, know. I probably would. Would you do it with yeah. Aaron? You would do it with Aaron. I would jump off the high dive with Aaron on the Waterworld <laughs> yeah. set. Yeah. Aaron judgment. wouldn't go. At 25, Aaron would go. Now, no shot. Because of fear? A fear of getting caught? Yeah, I don't like to break rules anymore. Okay. Well, I did get caught. So oh. if you want to know the worst case scenario, will you get caught? You will. I got caught. Yeah. So what happened? You walked out on the well, set. So I walked out. Is there and like. I was alone and it was dark and it was very 
very peaceful and kind of interesting and cool. Wait, were you on the bleachers or like on the actual atoll? It was kind of all on this, like, there's like a little kind of a, I don't want to call it a catwalk, but like You know, I'm familiar. Catwalk would be a great term. Were you on, were you on the atoll? Like the, the set? Catwalk, like a super high catwalk. It was like a low catwalk, kind of. But not something that, you weren't like where people sit. You were where actors act or like stagehands do stagehandy stuff. Yes. I was on the stage of the Waterworld set. You were just like taking a break on the bleachers. You were, you were doing your own Waterworld, not epic stunt spectacular, but you were just, you were there. I was seeing it from the actor's perspective. Right. It's important. (laughs) So I just like walk out because it was like where you entered. I think it must have been like where they enter to come out onto the stage. Yeah. Yeah. It's called the stage entrance. Okay. If you want to call it that. So someone had failed to put up the barrier to that. Yeah. What was I to do? What were you to do? Certainly. Certainly. Maybe you were even going out to alert someone. That was the problem. I was curious. So I found myself out there. So yeah, I, I just kind of went out and then I was like among the water. And then I just remember that the jet skis were kind of parked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like marina style. Like they were uh-huh. just parked there. Yeah. And then I was just like kind of strolling. I yeah. mean, looking at it, thinking about it, enjoying it. It's kind of interesting. But I just didn't do anything bad or anything. I just was kind of... Checking it out. out, You're just taking it in. Just taking it in. Behind the scenes tour. Alone. Just looking at the water. Just alone. With your thoughts. Because your boyfriend. boyfriend, I almost said boyfriend. Was he your boyfriend at the time? No, let's get into it. We don't need to get into it. That's 100% her boyfriend. That's fine. So this is your boyfriend at the time. It's not important right now. Your date date was not there. He ditched you. You ditched him. He was like with the crowd. Anyway, the security guard came. And just came to me, and I saw him coming, and I knew, like, oh, I shouldn't have done this. (laughs) I shouldn't be here. Oopsie. And so I, my flight or fight will generally tend to be fight, so I went toward him. Uh. So I went toward him, and I was like, oh, thank goodness, I've been looking for some help. I've been looking for sting everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Where's the sting? Also, how do you start the jet ski? Okay, I really feel like that was a sting concert. Anyway, I went to him and I just said I'm really lost I don't mean to be here can you help me get out of here and then he like walked me out and then I found my date and we just left so he bought that wait he actually believed you that you got lost well I don't know what else was he gonna do I'm gonna take you to the security office write your name down tell you're not allowed to come to Universal anymore he could have trespassed you for like a year Wait, what did he, wait, he could have trespassed you. You could have never been allowed to be back on no, property again. No, they aren't going to do that to you. Well, they do. <laughs> they do do that. They did it. They did no, it to Adam the Woo. Yeah, they did it I to a huge YouTuber. He did it multiple times. That's true. And he posted about it. And he posted about what it. What did this guy say to you when you went up to him? Uh, he just helped me find my way out. And he, I was like, thank you so much. Did he say anything? I don't remember him saying anything. He must have said something. Do you think it was a phantom? Do you think it was a, a, a no. spirit of a Waterworld actor? That, that had... He just yeah. walked me out. Understand, I was sober. I wasn't destroying anything. I wasn't belligerent. I mean, I didn't do anything bad. I just saw an opening and went through it. You were educating yourself about behind-the-scene things at Universal Studios. I wanted to see what it looked like. Would you not want to see what that looks like? 
Who could blame you? Listen, every single one of our listeners right now says, of course, I would. if I had the opportunity, of course, I would want to see what that looks like. I defy you to find a Whoa. listener who would not go onto the water world set at night if she was given the opportunity. <laughs> I have to go. <laughs> see ya. Thanks for the story, <laughs> Megan. <laughs> We're back. From We're that, back that from that story. Oh, mm-hmm. that was exciting, wasn't it? <laughs> I was on the edge. I mean, there were parts of it that were exciting. I think your your wife, I think she can pull most of those kinds of things off. I think it, she could have gone bigger. In I, the time we were away. Yes. I just want to confirm for yeah. all of our listeners. Oh, did you figure out the name of the... It was indeed Sting. Was it really? It was okay, a Sting fun, right on. Yeah, that's important. And also, I also, while we're in the process of confirming things... Errata hand gestures. Okay. Within its own show. Right. It is not the Waterworld Epic Stunt Spectacular. Okay. It is the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. Right, of course. It is the Waterworld A Live Sea War Spectacular. A Live Sea War? A Live Sea War. Hmm. S-E-A. I feel like that. I feel like that needs a little bit of updating. Yeah, it probably should. I mean, the show's been going for, what, 25, 35 years? A Live Sea War. A Live Sea War. (laughs) How much fun? So I, my apologies to anybody who is now crossing uh, Indiana Jones with Waterworld. They'd never do that again. Which incidentally is how they got the concept for Waterworld. The yeah, and a little Ma- Mad Max thrown in for good. Well, yeah, a little Mad Max. Probably more Mad Max than anything else. So we're going to take a quick break. Okay. And when we come back, we are again going to throw back to a discussion that we had a couple weeks ago where we were talking about Disneyland, the inspiration of creativity. Yeah. How we share that with our kids. Mm-hmm. And then we'll come back after that with an update about Bob's and Samantha's. Yeah. State of the state of the Bob's, state of the sleds. State of the sleds. State of the sleds. Like state that. of the Bob's is they are not doing well. Yeah. Right. right. Not ne- Chapek, neither of them. Chapek and Iger. I think Iger might be doing okay. Do you think Iger is just having the time of his He's life like, right I now? Don't. It's the worst. It's the worst best thing that can happen to a CEO is you leave and then the whole thing goes on fire and, and you're just like, I didn't want to say I told you so because I picked the guy, but also we all kind of knew, right? We all right? knew this was going to happen, <laughs> right? Because I'm not in charge anymore. Happen. I offered to stay around. What's the problem? Uh, I, we can, I don't want to say that we can guarantee that this wouldn't have happened, Yeah, but pretty much... <laughs> I just feel like how do you how do you how do you follow any how do you follow a news story like this and the comment we just made with like oh by the way parts of the Caribbean's closed yeah not indefinitely they're just making changes to it inside the magic my uh, my wife got totally in I mean, oh is this an inside the magic rant they now? ran it they ran it yeah yeah but you're now you're upset about inside the I'm magic I'm always upset it. about inside the magic I need to be I need it a, went down for schedule repairs. Yeah, but Inside the Magic ran that as a story of Pirates of the Caribbean is now, you will not ever be able to write it again. It's not it true. Is, it is closed. It's absolutely it's not true. indefinitely closed. They it ran is. that same thing about the trams, and this time it caught Teresa. She was like, what? Clicked on it, and then she went, oh, no, Inside yeah, the Magic. She, yeah, it, caught, it caught her. Yeah, it she, got, got, she got insided. <laughs> she got insided. <laughs> Whatever you call that. Yeah, I do not you like can, that You blog. can look on Disney's website. You can look on Disneyland planned closures web, website, and you can see when it's going to be down for and how long. And yes, Pirates of the Caribbean is down right now with no scheduled reopening date but yeah. that does not mean yeah that it is or even indefinitely mean. yeah it means there were more johnny depps in there than they realized it means that the johnny would it be depps, great if they took the johnny depps out it means that he'd, mul- he'd multiplied in there like a gremlin and they're just like i thought we put four in and they're like there's, there's 16. 16 there's 16 of him in here right now i'm pretty sure i just saw another one <laughs> yeah, so that's they're trying to figure that all out they'll get it back up as soon as they sort the debt how delightful would it be if this planned closure went down with no reopening and when it reopened no more jack sparrow yeah that'd be great it'd be awesome yeah it'd be exciting I know. Never gonna happen. Tough week for the Depp. Tough, tough week. Tough week for the Bobs. Tough week for the Depp. Yep. 
There you go. There uh, you go. That's the news I got. All right, you had a question. Yeah, I wanted to ask you this. It's been a while since you've been to Disneyland. It has. Quite a while. And I think it's been a while for all of us since we've been in that sort of long, sort of clean runway stretch of Disney and Disneyland just being the Disney and Disneyland we remember from being a teenager in 20 and 25. And that's not... uh, even anything to do with the the news article we just talked about, that's things like COVID and that's things like uh, lightning lane changes Genie plus. and Genie plus right. and things like, uh, you know, cr- the, the, the situation with crowds and the situation with money and the situation with, I guess I mentioned COVID uh, characters already. being Disney there or not plus, being there. Yeah, Disney yeah. plus launching a, yeah. a new way to see movies. So our interaction with Disney and Disneyland specifically over the last three years has changed like no other time in the park, in the park history. Yeah, when I, for when sure. I, when I took my kids to Disneyland, the experience they had was not totally different than when I was 9, 10, or 11, 12. Some new rides, some new things. But generally, we watched Disney movies. Uh, we watched the Disney Channel. Uh, and then we went to Disney, and we just yeah. got all super excited. So my question for you is, in Disneyland or in Walt Disney World, I would love to hear either. Is there like an area of that land where you have relied on it for something? For creative inspiration? For for job inspiration, who you want to be? Was there, was there a part of that park where you felt like that? I don't know when I'm there, I feel different. And what was that, that different feeling? So what's the most in- inspiring part of Disney, a theme park, or what's the most inspiring part of like Disney media? What, what, like you look at it and you go, I would love to do that. Or like that is man, that makes me, I, I feel like I want to create now. I, I watched this thing or I was in this land and I want to create. Well, I think I'll answer it in two different ways. Yeah. Uh, I think there is a part of the park that inspires me, that gets me, that gets me the most excited yeah. when I'm there. That then is that feeling that I, I want that feeling of joy, excitement, wonder, anticipation, creativity, whatever it is, that I want to share that experience with my kids and I want my kids to have that emotional response. Right. And then I think there's a part of Disney or there was a uh, there was a, a point at Disney where I felt the most creative or yeah. the most wonderment about what could be. Those yeah. are two different things. Mm-hmm. The physical location where I felt the most creative or the most inspired was when I was 15 years old. Yeah. Uh, my second family trip down to Walt Disney World. And this was in the early 90s. Pleasure Island had just been opened, and I know I've talked about this on the show before, but my first visit to the Adventurers Club in Pleasure Island was an experience that really was so formative for me because going into the Adventurers Club, the entire aesthetic of the, you know, early 20s, early 30s, uh, decorations on the wall, the constant character interactions the the improv character interactions the small shows the the entire sarcastic and uh, and comedy filled experience there that idea of being in a completely themed space with a running improv show with characters that are there to just riff off of you and right. riff with you yeah was so that's your style of humor that's anyways. my style of humor yeah yeah uh, and just being able to play back and forth with right, with yeah. uh, those characters at fifteen, at fifteen, that's amazing. Uh, was so exciting to me, and that was when I knew I want to work at this place. Oh, like wow, I, yeah. I want to, I want to come back here. I want to, I want to do that. I want to be on the flip side. I of want that. to be on the flip side of it. I want yeah. to be a character. I want to be able to interact with with people that way. I want to be able to just play along and 
uh, and and go for as long as they're wanting to go. Yeah, yeah. That bother you that it's gone, or did that bother you oh, when it, it was gone? Me. Oh, it, yeah. It, it absolutely bothers me that it's you gone. can't go touch it at all anymore. It's one of those special spaces that you know has a lot of fan love behind it. It's sort of again a, a place where the Society of Explorers Adventures was created. Yeah. And there's so much Disney lore behind it that it just feels like such a shame that that place is gone and it hasn't been recreated somewhere else. Right. Whether it's Animal Kingdom or in Disneyland or a side part of Trader Sam's or whatever it is. Like the fact that the Adventures Club is just gone and yet there's so much storytelling. There's so much storytelling gold in that place is really a shame. And it has such a strong connection with so many people that I have to believe at some point it will find its way yeah. again, whether they put it in Adventureland or they have an outpost in Adventureland or, or I could see them even making like a club 33 type of experience yeah. where you actually become a member of the Adventures Club. Yeah. I get, it's just, it, it it's unfathomable to me that they will not bring that back in some capacity because of what it was such a strong property, strong support memories behind it. I mean, they're making a Disney plus show based off of it. Basically the society of explorers adventures. So, you know, there is so much storytelling to mine from that space, which I guess is where I'm at. Maybe I'll come back to it. Okay. Yeah. Good. You're still there. That's good. There was a flip side of that question. You don't have to answer it or not you had turned it into a two part sort of like you have this, uh, um, this thing you want your kids to experience. Mm. The thing that I want my kids to experience just to brief briefly touch on it. I think you've had this experience too. Yeah. And I want to hear what your answer to this is, is main street, main street USA. Yeah. I love all of those lands at Disney. I mean, and I love them all. They're all my favorites for different reasons. Yeah, of course. But main street is that thing where it is the, it's the, the prelude to, the experience, right? It is sort of like, I wouldn't even say it's an act one. It feels almost like the prologue in some ways. Mm-hmm. Some would say that before the train, before going under the train tracks, like that's the prologue to yeah. the story. But I do think that main street is really that prologue. You're, you're walking up to the castle and there's so much that being on main street is that feeling of like, who knows what my day is going to be like today. Yeah. I know it's going to be awesome regardless of where it's going to take me and what I'm going to do. It's going yeah, to be amazing. It's like that idea of a, uh, I think that you're walking to like a central town fair and everybody's left their house and they're all walking to this thing and you're not at the thing yet, but you're also glad that you're all going to celebrate this thing together. And there's this, there's a sort of communal March and I really, uh, yeah, I love main street for that. So that's, that's the experience I want my kids to have is that feeling of like the world can be anything right now. Yeah. Like there is nothing but opportunity in front of you Yeah, and opportunities for joy and magic and excitement. And that's the, that's the emotion that I want my kids to experience uh, on main street. Yeah. How about you? Uh, well, first part of the question, I think, you know, there's, there's, there's one that's, I think every, a lot of people sort of like, this is where I feel. And for me, the feeling that I'm getting was never acting. I didn't know that I could do that. I think I was actively told I couldn't do that and shouldn't do that. Really? Uh, yeah. I had very, very, uh, very low, low encouragement for any kind of like, banter witty demonstrative acting. thing yeah that kind of thing very very <laughs> so I, weird because yeah. of who you are i know like like that's something i came to much 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 later in, in life and still feel really embarrassed and kind of mm. like weird about it um but definitely like um you know me to be a, a builder and a creator and a fabricator of things and so uh growing up is always pirates of the caribbean and specifically uh right before you go under the the bare feet bridge where the pigs in the mud kind of yeah. if you look off to the right there one of those streets kind of goes 
up a little farther than I think it needs to. Uh, but the fact that it does, that they put that extra like, really, we could cap this off right here, but they took it just a tiny bit forward in the force perspective. My mind, since I was whatever age, has just been like, what is back there? What does it look like? What would have I done with that street? And it's just that has been the folk, that one street off to the right, to the left of the palm tree, I believe there. It's just been the focal point of my, my creative. It makes me want to get off the ride right there and go create something, build something, yeah. fabricate yeah. something. What would you build? Uh, I mean, for me, it's, it's the, 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 those types of sets are the things I'm most interested in is themed in themed environment. That is what I will probably never get at in my life, but what I've always been, been interested in, I always want to build. And that's why people build miniatures is because they are themed environment storytellers without money and space. That's why I always wondered like, why did, why do guys get into like railroad and stuff? It's like, Oh, you're, you're building building a world, world, man. You're building a world. And a lot of people like that. Uh, and then there's a really weird spot in, in next to the Roger rabbit fountain, uh, where for whatever reason, it's just always been a center for for creative inspiration for me. Just because I don't know the angles, the squashing, the stretchiness. It's so big, but on a scale that always in that spot, I always feel like leaving the park and going and drawing or like doing like I just got to get out of here because that Roger Rabbit next to the fountain and then Pirates of the Caribbean are always two spots for me where I'm just I'm done being in Disneyland. I want to go make something. Have you ever stopped? Have you ever uh, drawn? Yeah, I bring. I, I used yeah. to bring a sketchbook. Yeah, uh, I used to bring a sketchbook, but people get nosy and it's really hard to feel comfortable and loose sure. in that yeah. area um, but I do keep a journal of, of things that I've written down and I've actually come up with ideas and thoughts for books and stories in Disneyland wrote them down and then actually executed them later and, and stuff and then I always feel like they're much better they, than they are because I had that idea in Disneyland yeah, so I'm right. like that's a sacred idea we, we definitely have to do that and then we'll be driving home and I'm like I don't know I'm like but it was you had it in Disneyland it's blessed you have to do it <laughs> uh, and then I think the moment my kids got to have, or the one that I, the, one of the ones that I like the most is, is the character interactions. Like there is main street, there's new Orleans at night, but there's this thing about the Disney character interaction. Uh, you know, one specifically with Penelope where she was in a prince's costume. And I, I've told this story before and, and, and Jesse from toy story uh, bowed to her. And at first we were like, what is going oh, on? Is she tying, really her, tying her shoe or why is she bowing to her? And then we realized, Oh, at Disneyland, when you're in a costume as a princess, you're not in a costume as a princess you're a princess. Yeah, yeah. And I think what's really neat about that is the story that it leads to is both this, this person that's a, a character, like they've got a job, they, 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 they've achieved more than you have. They applied to Disney, got in, became a character actor, and now it's they're very hot. Parade. They're on emotional they're, roller yeah, coasters. Yeah, they're on emotional roller coaster. But this person is serving you. Like they are the center of yeah. attention, but they are serving you. And your job is to both take that in and, and to feel celebrated as a person by that, but also remember what it's like to turn it around and serve somebody else. Mm. So I think Disney has historically created this really neat relationship of, of artists serving the public and public serving the artists that they feed off of each other in this really special way and i think that's not unlike like our life as dads or whatever whatever you believe about god and stuff it it is a reflection of of wonderful things out to people but then a reflection of those people's responses to that wonderful thing back up to whoever made it be it an artist a filmmaker a deity whatever wherever, wherever you're at on that and disney's had that neat reflection point that inflection point for me and to watch both my kids get to experience that uh are things like my follow up question for that is like is very challenging for you and I to do do a podcast sometimes, but I think since day one of this, we've always been like, 
that stuff is so worth it. Yeah. How, how do we how do we get back at that stuff? It's been so long since I've had any fun talking about Disney in a really carefree way because of COVID. It's not just JPEG, but it is JPEG. A lot of it is. Some of it's JPEG uh, to that kind of stuff. It's just been a long time. And I don't know if that's just media and Internet and Twitter and Instagram and just this 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 you know need for content and commentary where it it, it seems like uh when 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 do we just stand in line and enjoy this again because yeah. it's been a while i i wonder you know do you, i wonder if some of it is again by virtue of the fact that we do a show we create content about yeah. disneyland and therefore as a result we are in these circles where we are seeing people upload photos from instagram or you know youtube videos those types of things where the blogger influencer the disney blogger and influencer yeah. market or, or segment has now sort of infected us. So it's like, yeah. when do you, how do you get back to just that like childhood wonder right. of what the park is? And, and you don't know what these things are going to look like because you have to go there to experience them. Yeah. You know, and, and the character interactions is one of those things where it's different every single time you go. Totally. So you, you can't recreate that. Yeah. Like you could with a, you know, touring. And it's so personal, like a photo right. of it doesn't do it justice. It's something you have to feel. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think, you know, you and I have both been like, we try very hard not to see new things. If, if it's yeah. something like guardians, uh, or the rise of resistance, like you've tried really hard not to know what that experience yep. is like. It's like, so hard so hard to do it it is i think it's really important it's the same reason why i you know we've talked about before whether or not we show each other our kids ride videos and that sort of thing right and i take the position of i, I try to not do that even yeah. if they've been on a ride i try to not do it if they will never be on likely will never be on that ride for example mystic manor yeah. like mystic manor is probably never going to come stateside so it's going to be okay for me to show them that ride because they're never going to be able to see it any other way but for the most part like i don't want to I, I don't want to not tarnish, but I, I guess I don't want to rub off the rub the newness off of the experience that you can have in the park that you could only have in the park by being able to show like this is what other people's experiences are like in the park. And I think that's one way of preserving the magic for them and for me to experience the magic through them. Yeah, that renewed that renewed experience, because, again, I've walked down Main Street thousands of times at this point. I've actually fallen asleep, spent the night on main street before, but being able to not show them main street so that every single time they experience it, it feels new again to them right, right. until they are old like us. And then they're like, well, I can look at, at all the videos I want on main street because my memories have been locked in. Totally. You know, we've talked about sort of like locking in those core memories of, of Disney experiences. Like I, I want them to be able to have those experiences for themselves. The happiest place on earth. My name is Jack, and it's my pleasure to be your host. Before you begin your journey, a few words about Disneyland in general. Disneyland is a first, an original. Since the day it opened in 1955, more than 100 million people have come here from the four corners of the earth to participate in adventures unique in all the world. Here, tomorrow is today. Yesterday. Mm-hmm. Do you think people are irritated because we're so loud in the studio? I have seen nothing but smiles. I'll be I'll be honest with you. And I got a couple of like, uh, yeah, right on, right on. Okay. Uh, well, no, the What's microphones. Going on? Okay, because there was wrap up on these hiding everything, and now the wrap has come down. And I think people think this is what I really think. Yeah. I think people think you and I have been in here the entire, the entire time, time. <laughs> the wrap has been up, and they're like, because nobody's seen you for a little while. That's right. I'm hard to get. I'm hard to pin down. Yeah. And then the the hey, bitches been podcasting in here for I six. Think weeks? They were living in there. I would have liked to have. Like, oh, it smells positions. terrible in there. It's like no, it doesn't. It smells like snickerdoodles. That's right. Think again. It smells like lovely. Is it what smells it smells like. Great. So, Aaron, yes. it's 95. 
we are on the yeah. road to 100. We've yeah. been calling it the road to 100. Right. And it's been, we had a four week diversion mm-hmm. between episodes 94 and 95. We sure did. What is the state of the podcast right now? Wow, that's just such a big question. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about, like, I think we should probably talk about some of the things that have, that led to that delay. And because yeah. there's small things and there's big things and there's things that will kind of resolve themselves over some time. And then there's some things that are not going to resolve themselves over time. In my day job, I, you know, I, I'm at a, a level in a company where it's, it's 24 hours round the clock work. In addition to that work, I also teach and also raise a family and also do consulting work outside of that. Uh, and so, you know, I think, I think both you and I overextended ourselves uh, a little bit. And so what happened is that we had like a, a window on, on Tuesdays was when we record. Yeah. And it turns out like you would think, cause when you're 18, 19 and somebody says like, Hey, can we move that to Wednesday or Thursday? Or how about we do in the morning? You're like, yeah, sure. No problem. I don't care. Right. We'll move it around. When you have the jobs that we have and the work we have and the families that we have and the responsibilities that we have, turns out once you noodle with that little time frame just a little bit, uh, the space, like the wheels to, come off. Yeah. The wheels come off. Yes. When you're like, can we just do it a half an hour earlier? There's like so many people listening to this right now that understand understand that like a half an hour change to your it schedule all the difference <laughs> it does and i did the thing where I, I, we were recording on wednesday nights yeah religiously yeah and then i was like listen a, a family schedule change i gotta record on tuesdays and we managed that for yeah. a good period of time right because it was a similar window right uh, but then we ran into a situation so that's what's been that's kind of what's been going on with me and you know i've still been staying creative at home maybe we'll talk about that in a second because yeah. i have a little gift for you uh-huh. um so so that's what was going on with me at the same time you had some stuff going on that, that meant that that schedule had to change quite a lot or yeah. would need to. Uh, and that did make the wheels come off the, the bus. Yeah. What really happened here? The bobsleds. The, yeah. The, 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 skids. the skids. The skids came off the, the skids sleds. came right off. Yeah. What happened is uh, this has been in the works for a little while, but we are moving. We are in the yeah. process of moving out of California. The storms are. The storms. The Robinses, the absolutes are staying put. For now. <laughs> for, for, for the time, for, for the foreseeable future. Maybe. For now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had a job opportunity that came up uh, in Indiana. Yeah. So I'm going to be moving to Indiana. And uh, the storms are going to be leaving California this summer. Right. But the process of this has been me going through the process of, of interviewing for the job yeah. and accepting the job and then giving my current job here enough notice right. that uh, that I can leave in a good way because there's no going to they're not going to be backfilling my position totally so and I really need to need to open up bobsleds auditions over there and that requires a little bit of work to set up exactly so exactly so the process of getting the house ready to sell and yeah. all the repairs it's and huge it's it's been nothing but logistical challenges all the way through it's all for really good reasons. But you and I have been lamenting yeah. this in some ways, and we've been talking about the challenges of how do we maintain the the chemistry of the show? Uh-huh. How do we maintain the show? How do we maintain the friendship? How do, uh, do from cookie that time? How to do cookie time? And sort of working through all those things to try to come to some good, solid answers. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of uh, my, my headspace is, is over in, oh, yeah, I'm in sure. the move. I mean, quite frankly, after we get done recording this, I'm teaching a class. Then I go home, I spend the night, and I get in the car, and I'm driving to Indiana to yes. drive one of our cars to park it there for a month until we, or a month and yeah. a half until we, we move out there. So it's been nothing but... So you'll be listening, you'll listen to 95 on that drive. Yes, I will. Well, you should say hi to yourself right now. You're driving in the car right now, there's nobody around. Hey, listen, Scott. Hey, Scott. This one's for you. You're doing good, man. I just want you to tell you, say, say something here. First yeah. of all, you're a real good guy. You are a good guy. And the last haircut you got wasn't very good wasn't the best but that doesn't represent who you are that 
there is room for improvement. We celebrate that room. And your hair is going to grow back. Yeah. So and what, you're wearing a hat right now? <laughs> and I just want to say, yeah, one of the things that you can look forward to in Indiana yes. is finding a new, consistent, and reliable stylist. Right. Exactly. Try out. Have auditions. Have them. You should get people that look like you. No joke. You should go to Indiana and have Scott Storm look-alike contest. Are you saying that someone in Indiana is going to look like me? Not as good, but I'm just okay. saying they'll be close. And then you get those people, and then you have those people get their haircuts, so you can kind of see what it's going to be like. Yeah. And then you pick the styles from there. We do a whole reality. It's called it's called Styling the Storm. I love that idea. It's a fantastic idea. At any rate, uh, Scott Storm, you're on the road right now. You're doing a Drive great safe, job. buddy. And I just want to tell you, you are headed towards somewhere great. Yeah. Uh, that's it. I just realized that there's no markings on this room or anything. And so a lot of that people indicate want, what this is, what this is. So they do, a lot of people are not looking in here because they're interested in, in what we're doing, that they think it's radio and it's not. We should say keep walking. It's, it's better just than a, radio. It's just a podcast. It's new media. <laughs> it's new media. Yeah. Better than radio. Drive safe, Mr. Storm. You're almost there. Maybe. Stay awake. Beef jerky break right now. Next stop. I'm challenging you. Beef jerky break. And I will double that challenge. Beef jerky and flavor twist Fritos. Flavor twist Fritos. There you go. There you go. So that's what's happening. That's that's what's happening with the show and with our personal lives. Right. Is, you know, I'm, we're re- trying to wrap up this semester uh, here. And then there'll be a little bit of a break, I think. And then I'm teaching again next semester. Yep. You're teaching That's again next I. semester. You're remotely moving, at this remotely. point. You're moving to Indiana. So I think, I think any listener uh, could understand that that is a, a swirl of perfect storms. It's not just oh one perfect gosh. storm. It's a couple perfect storms uh, that came together to form. One of them a, being Scott Storm. Uh, yeah, one of them being a Scott Storm. And right. the other perfect yes. storms that came together to form a Constructa-storm. A Constructa-storm. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate storm. The ultimate storm. Yeah. A Constructa-storm. And I think... So I think what you're hearing now, the state of the bobsleds are, uh, I don't want to use the word paused, in a, in a season of regrouping. Uh, uh, I'll use the Disney terminology. Oh, okay. We're going 101. We're going 101. 101, which means it's temporarily down. Okay. Uh, it oh, will, it, oh, it, it that's good. It will come back up, but we're 101 right now. <clears throat> yeah, I like that. 101. Uh, yeah. And I think that our listeners want us to put our, our emotional health first. I just, there's such a good community. The Panthers. Really tears. community. They we just really wanted to know that we were not lost, that we were not, I, you know, bobbing it, that we were cool. Yeah, and, and we've heard you. Yeah, uh, I, I will say that through this process of this pause, like the number of people that have reached out to make sure we're okay to hear. I know, but did they use first the names? Did they say is absolutely okay or is Aaron okay or did Scott or was it wow, just group? Not, now that I think about it, yeah. every single one was just about my well being. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. Funny thing. Yeah, that's odd. Uh, I've been getting a lot of that lately. But there was just, there were so many people that reached out to say, are you guys okay? When's another show coming? And so, you know, this is a, this is like a weird episode to record because in some ways we're saying, hey, we'll see you in a little bit. Right. But we are going to be taking a break right now. Uh, And just because to do the show well is to do it consistently and to do it consistently is really challenging. Right yeah, now. and to do it funnily means we got to right. drive down to Burbank. I got to get through that gate where Frank the security guard is, or his name's Fred, but I think it's Frank. Could be and, Frank. And uh, we got to set up meetings and be like, look, got a couple of ideas. Let's make something awesome. You guys don't do a lot of awesome things right now. <laughs> We should do something awesome. Bubba Fett, not awesome. Not awesome. Mandalorian, fine. It's okay. Uh, yeah. the, the storm absoluteness is just getting started. 
I wanted a better word there. Like it's just get it's just brewing. Uh, an old storm's a brewing. Can I say a new storm's brewing? Even though I don't know what that is. What I think you... a new storm is a brewing. Okay, good. I want to make sure you're comfortable with every analogy and and word. I've, we've lost them at this point. Okay, I don't know where we're. At. Our metaphors are so mixed. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a new storm is a brewing. So are we gonna start crying? I don't know. I'm all cried out, man. There's been a when lot were, of when you were at science camp. I was bawling every night. So was I. And then one time you sent me pictures of like memento locations in your house. And I was just like, I can't handle it. Oh Can my I just gosh. let me come down and cut that wall out? Uh, you mean the wall where yes. I tracked my kids' growth? Yes, and I'm so- like painting over this Every right now single person in my family tried to solve that problem they're like can we get plexiglass and put it over the top i know, I know. it worked out <laughs> oh it's okay buddy it's okay that was uh that was a cookie that was not that was not my emotions we're on 101 a storm is a brewing what that storm comes back like we'll probably always release bob sleds and uh, bantha's episodes but i think you and yeah. i would also like the opportunity to explore what a creative partnership looks like in this era in, in thing and all that kind of stuff i think especially because of the distance this has created a really unique opportunity for us to explore something different right. and something that's larger than Bob's and Bantha's. And you and I have been kicking around ideas about fatherhood, creativity, yeah. inspiring creativity in those that you love, uh, making sure that you set up circumstances so that creativity can take root in their heart. Uh, and just how, how do you navigate these things yeah. while trying to raise kids that uh, that think well and express themselves well totally and uh, and make the world better on that note can i give you a little parting can i give you a little little episode 95 parting gift one thing that was birthed on this show was a podcast called like daughter like dad yes. this, is all, this is all in the That's theme right. of of being creative and being a dad and things that you and i've been exploring uh, and i had some personal concerns about doing that with kennedy and just how kind of deep the show got yeah. I'm like, am i ready for my 14 year old to be talking about that uh, but she has been wanting to do a podcast since then. And so two, three, four weeks ago, I told you about a show we were going to try to do together uh, that was uh, basically a choose-your-own-adventure review show. Right. And so I asked – and so we've done that. We've launched that. And so uh, I have a little present for you, for you and Conan. Yes. And a way of coaxing you to do an episode yourselves so that we can put that on there. I love this. Old school, <gasps> 1982, yes. choose-your-own-adventure book. Oh, my gosh. From a library, hardback. Uh, book and this one is awesome because it actually still has the library insert on the inside and there was a there was like an organ tattoo from like the 80s or something in there which was awesome it says oregon blueberries superfood superfood uh this is awesome this is a uh vintage choose your own adventure the mystery of chimney rock yeah number five by Ed Packard, and oh the gosh. podcast is called Pages of Peril, as in P-E-R-I-L, Pages of Peril. You'll get it there. It sounds like we're saying Pages of Peril, like it's a Pages Apparel shop. Come oh, get Pages shoes. Apparel. Yeah. That could be your T Public store. That's our T Public yeah, store. Is pages, pages Apparel. But uh, it's just a fun show that I do with Kennedy. She's learning how to podcast, and she's you know enjoying learning how to produce and edit and do all the things that we teach in our podcasting class. And uh, so one of the things we do on this show is we read a book uh, that we've not read before, like a choose your own adventure book, and then we see we just you'll you'll, you'll listen to the episode, you'll see, uh, and then we just tell a story back to it. We don't say what decision we made, but we just tell it like a story, and then whoever made it farther wins that wins that episode. Oh, I love that. So it's kind of a fun kind of a fun. And you know, we hope you and can I say Conan's name? You can say Conan's name. So I hope you and Conan, uh, the band, and the all teenager. the kids. But but Conan, of course, is the co-host to our father, yeah, child podcast. Uh, when I was your age, when I was your age, yeah, yeah. So uh, yes, 
we will love doing this. Yeah, so uh, you have to read it alone from him and write down how many choices you made. And then he has to read it uh, apart from you and write down how many choices he got to make. And then when you do the podcast together, you just kind of recount it. You just tell like a story. Like I was, tell out, a story. At, like, then I was this at Chimney Rock and then my friends came up and they were like, whatever. And so, How often do you die during this uh, None during of us have podcast. ever made it to the end of a book. Really? Yeah. Okay. So you only get one read through, no do-overs, That's no it. overs. Oh, I love it. And, and then, you, then we put the book down. And so, yeah, neither. Uh, the score is currently three to one in favor of me. Uh, are you going through each choose your own adventure? Like, are you going one, two, three? No, or we're is just, it just whatever. Just what, and we're trying to do all of them. Like, there's a Star Wars series called Choose Your Own Destiny. Yes. So we've done one of those. There's a Dungeons and Dragons one yep. called Pick Your Own Quest or something. Uh, these ones by Bantam. The new ones by Choose Co. Uh, you know what? I gotta gotta get you in on. Yeah, give me the in Indiana on. Jones Choose Your Own Adventure. Yes, please. Yes, those are vintage 1980 Choose yes. Your Own Adventures. So we want to do any any Choose Your Own thing, and then we st- just started writing our own, so I wrote my own Choose Your Own Adventure, and Kennedy tried to solve it uh, on episode five, which is will be posted by the time you listen you to it. You wrote your own? Yeah, I wrote, my, I wrote nice. my own, and then I read it to Kennedy, and she made the choices, and if she was able to solve it, she got two what we call go-backs. So if she oh, wrote nice. it dead end, she could go back only twice, and uh, so you'll have to see whether or not she made it through the adventure that I wrote, which is fun. Very exciting. Yeah. And the show, so again, is called Pages of Peril. Yes, like Pinchers of Peril. That's right. From the Goonies, but from the Pages Goonies. of Peril, as Love in it. danger. There you go. So anyways, that's where we're at, for friends. Blessings I said folks. to Indiana. Godspeed. Good speed. I'm going to be a Hoosier. Is that really the, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for, with, uh, what's his name? Not Pat Sajak, but you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking about. Gene Hackman. Oh, yeah. Gene yeah. Hackman. You and Gene In Hackman. In the movie pro- Hoosiers. Yeah, are probably going to hang Not out Pete, every day. Not Pat Sajak. No. no. I, you can hang out with Pat Sajak if you want, but I don't think he's in Indiana. Man, I would love to hang out with Pat Sajak. Totally. Who wouldn't? Yeah, it'd be great. That guy's been doing one thing for 800 years. Yeah. And he's good at it. It's what he does. It's what he does. The mothership. It's the peace de la resistance. It's the peace de la resistance. The pat. It's the pat de la resistance. Pat de la resistance. Do you remember he used to have a talk show, the Pat Sajak show? No. It's true. You was it just it called Sajak? Sajak? Hey. Uh, it was Sajak with Sajak. Yeah. Was, mm-hmm. Yeah. No, true, true story. It was a, the Pat Sajak show was like a nighttime talk show. Yeah. Do you, do you remember? They went, go back to the wheel. Yeah, you're good at that. You should, do you remember mm-hmm. Phil Donahue? I do remember Phil. That was like a show my parents watched that I didn't understand. Like, I don't. Why are you watching this? This is terrible. You know who loved Phil Donahue? Your wife. My wife, maybe. (laughs) Is that true? Is that who you were going to say for real? Yes, it was. It no surprise to me. It was. She's probably met him. They probably accidentally ended up on a beach blanket together. I was going to say, she's probably. She's probably executive producer. (laughs) Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. That's so funny. She loved Phil Donahue. Yeah. It was like the beginning of all those, like, daytime. She like, 15 when when Phil Donahue was losing it. seven. Yeah. That's cool. Megan's interesting. Yes. She has a very interesting life. Right. Yes. The things that she loved as a kid growing up. I'm going to host this. One day I'm going to host this show. So uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you. This uh, has been Bob's and Banthas. We love making the show. We have always loved making the show. Yes. Um, We really hope you've enjoyed listening to it. Listen, you got to get on the Indiana train. You have to. Yeah. Uh, A lot of corn on that train. Lots of corn. Okay, good. Lots of corn. Lots of basketballs, too. Basketballs and corn is mostly what's mm-hmm. on that train, which mm-hmm. is fun. Uh, also race cars. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Indianapolis. That's right. Yeah. Are you going to get into that? Uh, no, I think I'm going to get into board, more board games, though, because okay. the, the largest board game convention in the U.S. takes place in Indianapolis. Oh, right. That's called Gen Con. Fantastic. Gen Con will be coming out. They hold that right out there on the track of the Indianapolis? Yeah, you play board games while you're <laughs> while driving cars in coming car. by. Yeah, yep. I like that. Yeah. Super you fun. You try to keep all the pieces on the board <laughs> while the car <laughs> goes past. 
What else happens in Indiana? Mm-hmm. Uh, they have seasons there, or just the two? Four of them. Four, all they four seasons. All four seasons. We just got the one out here. Yeah. Well, and fire season, if you count two. Sure, sure. So, yeah. There's uh, hot. So, there's hot. Uh, there's allergy summer, yep. uh, and then fire season. Yeah, then is, allergy smoke. And then there's there was a season called Might Be Winter, but we canceled it. Right, and then there was a brief season called rain. Yeah, I can't believe it's not spring. And then, and then, <laughs> Me too. Just, yeah. So we just go basically summer to fires to summer again. Yeah, yeah. It's great if you like hiking by the ocean. Not so great if you like breathing. Oh outside. my gosh, just so beautiful by the ocean. Yeah, I mean, we get the Great Lakes in Indiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I looked them all. Up. I looked them up. They you are could very surf pretty. those things. I know. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they're no ocean, but they're as close as you can get. Before making the commitment to They're be an ocean. Better than Billy Ocean. Yeah. Okay. So consider that. Man, that seems unfair. Listen, I just call it as it is. Yeah, that's true. You call it as you seize it. Oh, oh he did I do it. this for a living, people out oh there. Oh my gosh. This is my job. All right. Like literally no one is around us right yeah, now. Yeah, we cleared this room out, my friend. This used to be a quiet study space. Uh-huh. Yep. No longer. Yep. You can visit us at bobsonsbanthus.com. You can email us, podcast at bobsonsbanthus.com. And we hope you do. We hope you stay in touch with us. Please. We will be staying in touch with you for the sure. email works in Indiana. It sure does. Oh, great. They, yeah, they, it's dial-up. It's 14-4. Right, but it still but works it's is what I'm saying. It's for, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah. Just could, don't pick up any other phone while I'm dialing, yeah, please. you get those 56K US robotics modems installed really soon. It's like a three-week three week lead time. But Is it a lead time? Okay. supply chain. Right. You can't. It's the middle you, of the country. What are you, you going to do? Yeah. It's a good thing that we're wrapping this thing up because I'm not doing well We're losing today. it. No, we're really losing it. And until next time. Until next time. He's been Aaron. Prince Charming smiles for all your miles. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I've been Scott, the handsomest man in Indiana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Coming, coming there soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. Coming Indiana, soon. the handsomest man in, <laughs> in Indiana. We have been Bob's and Bantha's, uh, Bantha Tears. We have loved your listenership. We so thank you for... And care and concern. And care and concern sure. and, and just sticking in there with us. And uh, we'll see you real soon. Yeah.